Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we're continuing our series through the book of Psalms. I I hope you've been able to keep up in this Bible reading in the book of Psalms. It's five chapters a day, five psalms a day. And, you know, five psalms a day keeps the sin away is what I hear. And so that is important. Uh, But today's scripture reading is, or today's psalms reading is from Psalm chapter 31 through chapter 35. And so I hope that you're able to go and to check that out, to read it, and to uh, let God's Word really apply um, to your life and to your heart. But today we're going to be focusing in on Psalm chapter 33, and we're also going to be reading chapter 34. But man, there is a lot of good stuff here in the book or in this section of Psalm chapter 31 through Psalm chapter 35. So I hope that you can uh, check that out and uh, let me know in the comment section. Um, over at shoutsofgrace.substack.com. Once again, that's shoutsofgrace.substack.com. Let me know in the comment section what has been your favorite chapter of Psalms so far as we've been going through this. What has been the the chapter that has spoken most to you? It might not be one that I've talked about. Maybe uh, it's just been one that you've read here it, while we're reading through the book of Psalms together in the month of June. But let's get into that scripture reading starting in Psalm chapter 33. It says this, Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, for praise from the upright is beautiful. Praise the Lord, you, or excuse me, with the harp. Make melody to him with an instrument of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully with a shout of joy, for the word of the Lord is right, and all of his work is done in truth. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of goodness of the Lord. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea together as a heap. He lays up the deep in a storehouse. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of the people of no effect. The counsel of the Lord will stand forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen as his own inheritance. The Lord looks from the heaven and sees all the sons of men. From the place of his dwelling, he looks on all the inhabitants of the earth. He fashions their hearts individually. He considers all their works. No king is saved by the multitude of an army. A mighty man is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a vain hope for safety. Neither shall it deliver any by its great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Our soul waits for the Lord. He is our help and our shield, for our heart shall rejoice in him, because we have trusted in his holy name. Let your mercy, O Lord, be upon us, just as we hope in you. And then Psalm 34 says this, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will praise, excuse me, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. 
My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him, and they were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him, and delivers them. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. O fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no want to those who fear him. The young lions lack and suffer hunger. But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and who loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the fear, uh, excuse me, from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He guards all of his bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and those who hate righteousness shall, con shall be condemned. The Lord redeems the soul of his servant, and none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. Now, before we get into Psalm chapter 33, I do want to just make a couple notes about Psalm chapter 34, because this is really important to see and to understand, and that's the context here of Psalm chapter, of Psalm chapter 34. And that is that this was a psalm that David wrote uh, when he pretended to be mad before Abimelech. So if you remember back, David was running from King Saul. King Saul wanted to kill him. And so one of the places that he ended up going and running was to the Philistines, interestingly, as he was going and seeking cover and seeking shelter. And all of a sudden here, uh, they go before Abimelech and they say, look, uh, this is David. This is who they're saying about that he killed 10,000, Saul killed us 1,000. And look, th th this is King David. I mean, well, not King David at the point in time, but this is David, the great warrior, you know, the one who killed uh, who killed Goliath. And so they bring him before Abimelech. And what does David do? Well, he pretends to be mad. And during that time, when he was pretending to be mad, this is the psalm that came from that. And this is not what I would guess that would come from that. I mean, because what is he going and saying? He's saying, look, God is going to take care of the righteous. He's going to take care of the righteous. He's near to those who have a broken heart. His ears are open to the righteous. His eye sees the righteous. And of course, he goes and he talks about how the wicked are going to be condemned, but those who trust in him are not going to be condemned. We can see the faith that David had, even in the midst of perhaps some of the most difficult earthly circumstances that you could possibly imagine. David kept the faith, and David put his faith solely in God, and he trusted wholly in God. I, I hope that is how your faith is defined today. 
But I really want to get into Psalm chapter 33 because there's a couple things um, that are are really, really interesting. And the first one that I want to point out is in verse 5. It says, uh, he loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. The earth is full of the goodness of the Lord. And then it goes and it talks about um, right after this, that uh, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. And it talks about the creative power of God and how he made the heavens, how he made the earth, and how he He, he brought the, the, the waters together and, and uh, the deeps and, and, and things like that. But this is this is something that I think that we need to stop and realize and be reminded of often in life, and that is the goodness of God. The goodness of God. You, you know, are we still trusting in the goodness of God? When you come to Jesus Christ as your Savior, as a Christian, when you go and you place your faith in Jesus, you're coming to God and you're seeing his goodness. You're saying that Jesus Christ died for you. He took your place upon the cross. And you're you're sitting out there and you're like, wow, God is so good. He is so good to me. But it's so easy that as life starts to wear you down, as you you experience more and more of the sin cursed world, as as maybe you become more familiar than you should, and by familiar I don't mean as in a sense of knowledge, but in the sense of making it common. You 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 make common the word of God and the acts of God and how great God is. So many times we tend to do that, and we take our eyes off of the goodness of God. But do you realize that God is good? to you? Do you remember that God is good to you? You know, one of my my absolute greatest joys in life is taking uh, my family and, and going and having nights of worship of God, where we'll go, and, and after supper, we'll go and, and we'll come downstairs, or maybe we'll sit around the table, and we will just worship God together. And one of my absolute favorite times is when we go and we start singing the song, it's a simple song, but God is so good. And how does the song go? God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. And then it goes on, he answers prayer. And then it goes on, he loves me so. He cares for me. And then we come back and we sing, God is so good again. And let me just say this here to share just a little bit of a testimony. You know, Thomas, our oldest son, he's four years old. This last year, he's um, uh, we, it was uncovered that he has epilepsy. He had a, uh, a seizure, and uh, this seizure um, ended up knocking him to the ground. I mean, it was, it was a pretty, pretty big seizure, and uh, I remember Sarah going and calling me, and I was actually on my way back for the, I think, the third time that day from the hospital from going and visiting people was there uh, five in the morning and, and multiple times. But she she gave me that call and she told me, you know, look, uh, I'm not sure what just happened to Thomas, if, if he just had a seizure or if he just had a stroke or what happened, but something's not right with Thomas. And so we went and we rushed him into the hospital. And Thomas, one thing that you, you need to know about Thomas is he loves music. And before uh, his first seizure, we could be going and, and sitting in a in a hotel, and you know they've kind of just got that background music going on in a hotel. 
uh, and you could stop and you could ask Thomas, you know, what instruments do you hear? And he'd stop and he'd tell you, I, I hear a trumpet and I hear a saxophone and I hear a piano and I hear a violin. And he would go and tell, out, tell you all of the instruments that, uh, that he, he heard there in that. And you could go and, and I remember one time we're sitting around uh, eating dinner and, you, you know, um, he goes and he takes his spoon and he starts playing it like it's a uh, like it's a guitar. And so I tell him, I say, Thomas, you you can't use your your spoon like a guitar. You need to use it to eat with. And and so he'd start eating, and pretty soon he'd be going and playing it once again like a guitar. And I tell him, Thomas, you can't play your 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 spoon like a guitar. That's to eat with. And he'd say, say, Dad, it's it, it's not a guitar. It's a banjo. And then from there, the next thing he told me is that it was a dulcimer. And, and you know, at this point in time, it's kind of hysterical and humorous because he's really not trying to disobey. He's just thinking, oh, I can't use it as a guitar. Fine, I'll use it as a banjo. Fine, I'll use it as a bass. Fine, I'll use it as a dulcimer. I'll, I'll use it as this and or, or that instrument. I mean, he loves music. But but one of the things that when he had a, a seizure and in, in when he has big seizures is that it really rips away from him his his musical abilities. He starts to, to to lose his ear. He starts to lose a little bit of interest, not completely the interest in music, um, but he he no longer can can sit and take a uh, a ukulele and play along with songs and, and hit you know five or six right notes in a row. And you're going, how in the world is this three year old doing this? But now he's a four year old and he can't really do that. And we're trusting that God will restore that to him. But let me tell you, there's nothing that breaks your heart more in a good way than be sitting around worshiping and having him bellow out, God is so good. And to sing that because he loves music, but he goes and he sings it in such a way where you realize that he truly believes God is good, even in spite of his circumstances. And you know, no matter what circumstance that is going around in you, I just want you, I just want to ask the question, do you realize the goodness of God, that the earth is full of the goodness of the Lord, that God has put all of these good things, I'm not talking about seizures and sickness and things like that, but I'm talking about that God created the earth and he created you and he is good. And it tells us in the book of James that every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning, and that in every circumstance that you're going through, God is worthy to be worshipped because he is good. Do you remember the goodness of God? But I want to point out one more thing here this morning, and that is, it goes and it says this. Let me find it here. <laughs> um, it says, uh, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Blessed whose nation is, uh, who, excuse me, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. You know, when we stop and we think about this, this really applies to every area of life, right? We want to be blessed. Is there an area of your life that you don't want to be blessed in? That you say, you know, I could really just use a curse. No, that would be silly. You don't want that. You want the blessing of God in your life. And I hope that you want the blessing of God in the nation that you're in as well. And it simply states, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. 
you know, we need to be going in publicly because God is good, right? We shouldn't be ashamed of God. He's a good God. You know, if you if you were serving Moloch or you were serving Baal or you were serving uh, some other God, you know, maybe you should be ashamed. Yeah, you should be because they're not good gods. They're fake gods. They're false gods. But our God is the real God, and he is really good on top of that. And so you should be propping him up every chance you get, presenting him and lifting his name high in every circumstance, especially in public. You know, if people looked at your social media accounts, would there be enough evidence that you're a Christian for you to be convicted in a court? Would there be enough evidence in your life, in your public life, for you to be convicted that you are a Christian? Do people ever accuse you of being a Christian? Because if not, then you're not exalting the name of Jesus Christ in the public, and you're missing out the reality of this blessing because you're not saying, look, I want the Lord to be the God of my nation. And you're missing out on that blessing. And God is a good God. He wants to give you blessings. So today, I just want to end with this challenge, and it's twofold. One, do you remember that God is good? Do you remember that God is good and he is good all the time? And two, are you publicly lifting up the name of Jesus? Is there enough evidence in your life to convict you that you're a Christian? Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And while we trust in Jesus, sometimes he leaves us waiting for his hand to move. Oh, but even in darkness, we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome. So that war you've been fighting will end in God's timing. Sing like the battle's been won. Then you feel it, the song that is rising. Then you can't help but let it out. If you're trusting in faith, even now while you wait, lift up a victory shout. already begun know that God's up to something